The following is an actor portrayal. With Kindly Assisted Living and Memory Care at Asbury Methodist Village in Montgomery County, you can anticipate more. But don't take our word for it. My dad moved to Kindly and loved it. His apartment was spacious, sunny, and overlooked Parkland. It was a great comfort to me to see him always smiling and involved in the life at Kindly. Enjoy quality on-site nursing and rehab services, too. Visit Kindly at Asbury.org today. Equal Opportunity Housing Provider. Hey, MEAC fans, it's time to step into a championship. The 2023 MEAC Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament tips off March 8th through the 11th at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Join all the Me action with competitive basketball games, fun theme nights, and fan fests, official after parties, and comedy shows. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster, and you can log on to MEACHoops.com for more info. The 2023 MEAC Basketball Tournament. Who will be crowned champion? Welcome to the Fantrax Toolshed, a podcast covering all aspects of fantasy baseball to help you win all of your fantasy leagues. From dynasty to prospects to redraft, we got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Eric Cross and Chris Clay. All right, fantasy baseball fanatics around the world, welcome to the Toolshed. This is episode 126 of the Fantrax Toolshed with Clayton Cross, powered by Fantrax and FantraxHQ.com. I'm your host, Eric Cross. I will actually be rolling solo today. Chris is out of town for this entire week, actually, so he will not be here for the second episode this week as well, but I get two great guests lined up for that episode, so that's going to be a fun one. Uh, It's going to be a pitching prospect mock draft of sorts with how all the rankings have changed we're going to bring on a couple great guests that do rankings as well to very respected people in this industry so we'll have a little fun with that episode but today i'm going to get into just my top 400 rankings update that posted today when you're listening to this on monday june 13th i will say though as i'm recording this on sunday night around 8 p.m i'm still going to be tinkering with my rankings after I finish this podcast. So the numbers don't 100% line up. That's why I'm, I'll probably move guys up and down one spot or two spots here and there. But this is basically the gist of my rankings here. We'll get into as much of it as we can. But before we do, the usual housekeeping, you can find all of us on Twitter. I'm at AirCross04. Chris is at RotoClegg, and our show is at Fantrax Toolshed. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review. Check out our Patreon for extra content from both Chris and I and our YouTube channel for plenty of live prospect video and some other goodies throughout the season. And, of course, check out all the other great work we have going on over at Fantrax HQ with multiple fantasy baseball articles coming out every single day. Been really proud of uh, all the work that our team has put out. We have a lot of, lot of good stuff there every day, so go check that out. But let's get right into my rankings now. I figure we can go about 10 at a time or so to kind of break it up a little bit and have some player discussion along the way. So since my last update, which was, I think, the second week of May, we've had some pretty big names graduate off the list, most notably Bobby Witt Jr., Julio Rodriguez, and Spencer Torkelson. There's been plenty of their names. Bryson Stott uh, is another one that I remember got graduated off the list. But those were really the big three names. So 
We have a new one and two for the first time in, man, but over a year now. I think Witt and J-Rod have been one, two for, uh, yeah, at least a year ever since Wander graduated. So we now have a new one, two. So let's get into that top 10. The new number one should be really no surprise. Corbin Carroll. Two is Riley Green. Three, Robert Hassel. The third. Four, C.J. Abrams. Five, Adley Rushman. Six, Anthony Volpe. Seven, Jordan Lawler. Eight, Ezekiel Tovar. Nine, Grayson Rodriguez. And ten is Jordan Walker. So nine hitters, bunch of shortstops, bunch of outfielders, one pitcher. Right at, right at the top, Corbin Carroll. He's just been having absolutely phenomenal season. In case you, for some reason, haven't been paying attention to what Corbin Carroll has been doing, he has made double-A pitching look absolutely foolish this season. In 230 plate appearances, slashing 314, 435, 633, with a 319 ISO, 28 extra base hits, 14 home runs, and 19 steals, only been caught twice. Also has a 15.2% walk rate and a 24.8% strikeout rate. He should get the bump to AAA very, very soon. Whether you'll see him up in Arizona this year, I doubt it. I wouldn't 100% rule it out, but more so probably a early, you know, like a May 2023 debut for him. But basically what we wanted to happen with Corbin Carroll has happened this year. You know, entering the season, obviously he missed a lot of time last year, but like the contact skills, the approach, the speed, those were all there. Nobody questioned those, but it was plus or better contact skills, great approach, double plus speed. But the development of his power, which a lot of people thought would come, I don't know if they thought it would come at this level, but this is what really has made him from an, you know, a great prospect into a potential fantasy stud. You know, like Trey Turner comps have been thrown around with Corbin Carroll. I hate comps first off people ask me about comps i hate comps i suck at comps but this one does fit like carol does have first round fantasy upside 25 home run power 30 plus steel wheels this would be guy that hits at the top of the order scores a crap ton of runs gets on base high obp high average there's not a lot of weaknesses in his game even the k rate has ticked up a little bit but still only 24.8 percent not bad at all so Corbin Carroll was an easy pick for number one. That's no slight to the next few guys on the list, but he is like the most complete player for fantasy purposes in the minor leagues right now. And now I don't think it's really that close. Like it's Carroll. He's in a tier by himself for me. Uh, Riley Green at two obviously had that broken foot or else he'd probably be graduated off the list as well because it looked like he was going to be on the opening day roster with Torkelson, but they had to wait a little bit longer, but he is back up in AAA now, looking pretty good, doing a lot of the things that got, made him an elite prospect last year. You know, when he broke out and had that uh, 24 homer, 16 steal season last year, hitting above 300. Yeah, that K rate did tick up last year, and that is a very, very slight concern, but I don't think it's going to hinder him long term. He, he's a very advanced hitter. Still, only he'll be 22 later on this summer. 25 to 30 homer bat probably adds 10 to 15 steals with that with a good average good obp and he'll be right in the middle of uh, that detroit lineup which isn't so great right now it's almost like a they're the team you stream against right now in fantasy purposes everyone can just shut out detroit it seems like these days including ross stripling today with six shutout innings uh, against the tigers because their lineup is so bad right now but 
it should be getting better here with all these young players that are coming up. And obviously, Green and Torque will be right in the middle of that. So I think Green's going to be a very good fantasy player, like a top 50 caliber player for a long time. I almost had Hassel, too. I've been going back and forth between him and Hassel at two. Um, Hassel basically is very close to Carroll in terms of the raw tools, but just not quite as advanced. The power is coming along, but not to the extent of Carroll's. Doesn't quite have Carroll's speed, but Hassel's a plus hitter. I think he can be above average to plus raw power. It's a little bit less than that in game power. I think he could be a 20 homer. 25 steel type of guy. So again, a little bit less than Carroll's upside in that power speed department. But a guy that could hit 280 or above should be a top of the order type of hitter, score a ton of runs. He'll be hitting in front of guys like Tatis and Manny Machado and you know all the others there. So Hassel is definitely top five in my mind. And right behind him, CJ Abrams, who hasn't had the greatest uh, showing so far in AAA. It's been okay, but he was rushed. Absolutely no question in my mind that he was rushed to the major leagues early in the year. I'm not sure why they panicked and decided to bring him up after he missed all that time last year uh, with the injury. But I still am a very big believer in C.J. Abrams. I think, he again, he's similar to the two guys above him, you know, with high average, lots of speed. And I think that power still gets up to like the 15, 16, 17 home run range. So not worried about Abrams yet. You know, Richman, he's not up to the greatest starts, but Richman's going to be a beast in this league. He's the best catching prospect I've ever seen personally. Uh, I think he's probably the best catching prospect baseball has seen since, you know, Joe Maurer and Buster Posey, you know, well over a decade ago. Uh, he's going to be an MVP type of player. So don't worry about that. He's the only catcher I would ever consider ranking my top 10. Like until Richman came along, I don't think I've ever had a catcher anywhere remotely close to my top 10. He's number five, speaks volumes about his long-term projection. Anthony, then we got a trio of shortstops here, six, seven, eight, Volpe, Lawler, Tovar. You know, I put a video out about Tovar, and I saw him a couple times this week as Hartford was in town here in Portland, Maine. Tovar, plus contact, plus speed, above average power. He's What he's doing at a young age in a pitcher-friendly cold weather double a Eastern league is very impressive. Like he's absolutely a top 10 prospect. And if you can get him for anything less than a top 10 price tag, I would definitely look to do so. He is 100% legit. Still a little bit aggressive. He was very aggressive uh, in the two, my two games I saw of him, but did have a nice opposite field home run. The bat speed is electric. So definitely a believer and Tovar has earned this top 10 law or two. He's dealing with, dealing with a little bit of an injury, but the all the skeptics have kind of been silenced with his performance this year. People are wondering, you know, the bat speed would be an issue, how much average will he hit for? But there was first 152 games in low A as a 19 year old, 352, 461, 600 with seven home runs, 18 steals, only been caught three times. And yes, those 18 steals are inflated because it is low A. But this is a guy that has one of the loftiest offensive ceilings. In the minor leagues, 20 homer, 25 plus steel type of guy. He has, you're talking about ceilings. His ceiling is close to like a hassle and Abrams and all of them. Obviously, he's just not quite as advanced. So that's why he's a few spots below, but he's going to be top five very soon if he continues this. That is for sure. Anthony Volpe, too, at number six. People are probably wondering why is Volpe still at six? He's kind of had a really down year, but I'm a believer in what we saw 
out of Anthony Volpe last year. The he had a huge season, that 27 home run, 33 steal season. And he's starting to heat up here in June. He's, he's hitting over 300 in June. He's still been running a bunch, still been drawing a lot of walks. So I'm not dropping him much at all. He's actually moved up one spot uh, since my last update because he's started to heat up here. So Volpe, great by low, no doubt about it. Same with G-Rod. You're probably wondering why he's still top 10, even though he's going to miss the next few months and probably the rest of the season from the sounds of it. Minor speed bump. G-Rod is the best pitcher I have seen live in terms of minor league uh, pitching prospects. Obviously, I didn't have a chance to see some of the big names, you know, that we see in the major. Like I never saw like Corbin Burns in the minors or like Garrett Cole or anybody like that. But I've seen a lot of good names over the last half decade or so, including the Detroit guys, you know, the big three of, of their, you know, Mize, Manning, Scooball. I've seen Nate Pearson. I've seen uh, so many good names over the years. And Grace Rodriguez just checks off all those boxes for a frontline Cy Young caliber arm four above average, the better pitches above average or better command and control workhorse frame. So if you can get him for any sort of a discount here, I would definitely look to do so. And Jordan Walker too. He's been, you know, while the power hasn't quite been as robust this year as, people kind of expected i'm not worried about that in the slightest because if you watch jordan walker i've seen jordan walker play the power is gonna come like he is a double plus raw power type don't be worried he only has six home runs right now but he does have 16 doubles but what's really impressing me is that he's now 20 years old in double a one of the youngest at the level he's got 14 steals that's an element of his game that has really picked up uh, as a professional that people didn't think he was gonna be much of a stolen base guy maybe a handful He's proven that he's going to be a double-digit stolen base guy annually, at least early on in his career. And he's hitting 316 with 11.5% walk rate, 21.6% K rate. That is also improved from kind of where the scouting report was back when he was drafted a couple years ago. So Walker is legit. The power is going to come along. I think he's top 10 right now. He's, I got him number 10 overall. Really impressing me how, how he's really improved as a base runner and as a pure hitter. All right, next 10 here, 11 through 20, we have Shane Boz, who just returned and wasn't very good, but still love him long-term. Shane Boz, Royce Lewis, Daniel Espino, Alec Thomas, Gunnar Henderson, O'Neill Cruz, Marco Luciano, Vinny Pasquantino, Noelby Marte, and George Kirby rounding out the top 20. A lot of movement here. A lot of guys that jumped up or down in this in this range. Royce Lewis was was top 10 before he got injured, which just sucks, man. Like, Royce Lewis obviously has had a very up-and-down career. Was one was a top prospect at one point, had a down season, had the injury. Now he's going to go through a torn ACL again after he was having a dominant season in AAA. Looked pretty damn good in his uh, cup of coffee with Minnesota as well, even though they sent him back down. But, yeah, so... Just unfortunate, really, that see he have to deal with this again. Like I said he would have been, I think I had him seventh, I want to say. No, maybe even sixth. He was right in that shortstop cluster we just talked about uh, a few minutes ago. So, Royce Lewis, I don't know if, if the person that has him in Nancy is looking to sell right now just because they don't want to wait around for him to, to rehab that knee injury. I still think he's going to be a very good fantasy player for a long time. Boz and Espino sandwich him at 11 13. I've talked a lot about these two on Tool Shed over the last year or two, and even five tool back in the day. 
Espino is an absolute stud in the making, frontline guy, Cleveland, you know, everything you want out of him. So it might seem a little high to have Espino at 13, but I've been all in on Espino and I'm not going to stop now. This guy is a stud. He's going to be, you know, very soon the new number one pitching prospect in baseball. Shane Boz, again, not worried about the debut here. Maybe this year's stats aren't the greatest, but he's still going to be a absolute stud long-term top 10, top 15 fantasy arm. I believe in the adjustments he made last year because it's exactly what he said he was trying to do. And I interviewed him along with Jake Devereaux and Jesse Roche on five tool back in once it was April of 2020, what he said he was trying to work on and improve he did in spades. So very much a believer there. Al Thomas is probably the most boring name I've mentioned so far, but he just gets the job done. I mean, like he's a 280 plus type of hitter, 20 to 25 home runs. He'll add 10 to 15 steals, score a good amount of runs. He's a top of the order type of guy. Looks tailor made for the number two spot in the lineup. And yet, Arizona's lineup has not been great this year, but I like Alec Thomas a lot. So I think he's very underrated. Gunnar Henderson, I probably could have bumped up a few more spots. What he's doing in double A is, is very, very impressive. 230 point appearances, slashing 306, 452. 561, 11 doubles, and nine home runs, 12 steals, only been caught twice, and has more walks than strikeouts, 20% walk rate, 17.4% strikeout rate. Only reason why I went higher on Tovar, I, be- I just believe there's a higher power speed ceiling with Tovar, and also he gets that nice boost uh, in Coors Field, the Babbitt boost there too, though Camden Yards is a pretty good place to hit as well. Well, unless... Uh, that, that left field fence that definitely doesn't help seeing all those home runs that are being kept in the yard now that would have been home runs, you know, in previous years. But luckily, Henderson's a lefty, so that doesn't really matter for him too, too much. But yeah, just the only reason why he's not top 10 yet is I just don't think this power speed ceiling is quite as high for him as Tovar. But nothing wrong with Henderson. He's a great player. He's going to be a great player for a long time. O'Neill Cruz, kind of the that gleam on his stars. Dulled a little bit. He hasn't really had the greatest season, though. I'm still a big believer. He's going to be a pa- big power guy from the shortstop position. 25, 30 home runs, maybe more than that. Athletic enough to add double-digit steals early on in his career. Just where's the hit tool at? Where's the average going to be at? Where's the OBP going to be at? I think that's kind of the question right now. But obviously the upside, very high. Luciano having a pretty solid year. He stopped running, though. He has no steals yet this year. But at the plate, looking pretty good in 164 plate appearances in high A, 288, 360, slash line, eight doubles, eight home runs, 9.1% walk rate, 23.2% K rate. And all these stats are entering Sunday's uh, games as well. They haven't updated yet. So obviously some things have changed a little bit with today's games, but he's having a pretty good year. So I think that's good for him. I'd like to see him run a little bit more, but hey, if he's just a – 270 type of hitter with 30 home runs. That's so very valuable for fantasy purposes, of course. Is Vinny Pasquantino. What can I say that I haven't already said about this guy? He needs to be up right now. It's just absolutely ridiculous that he's not up. 293, 82, 640 slash line, 15 home runs, uh, excuse me, 15 doubles, 17 home runs, almost as many walks as strikeouts. The fact that he's showing these contact skills with the ISO, the power, he's a 350 ISO. I think he still only has a 13.4% walk, uh, strikeout rate. The, showing those contact and that power with that K rate is just 
a rare combination. So he's legit, guys. Everybody listening, he is legit. He's in the top 20, no doubt. I hated moving Novi Marte down to 19. Everyone knows me. I've been a big Novi guy driving that train for a while. And he hasn't been terrible this year, but he also hasn't been the greatest either. 243, 33, 82, six home runs, five steals, and 233 point appearances. Been kind of some rumblings that the he's got gained a little bit of weight and not in a good way. So I'm I'm just I'm a little kind of curious that maybe I went a little bit overboard. I'm a little cautious right now uh, with my ranking of him. So still top 20 prospect, no doubt, but maybe not top five like he uh, I thought he once was. Next set of 10 here, and I'll, I'll start going a little bit quicker here as we're already about almost 20 minutes into this episode. It won't go super in-depth on everybody or mention every player here in-depth. But, all right, 21 through 30, Zach Veen, who's having eh, another kind of a so-so season, but still hitting for a good average and getting on base and stealing bags. So, so is that going for him. Miguel Vargas, Marcelo Mayer, Joey Weimer, Tristan Cassis, Josh Young, Yuri Perez, Pete Carr Armstrong, Nolan Gorman, and Brady House round out the top 30. Joey Weimer, I know the K rate is still pushing 30%. He's always been in that high 20s, you know, near 30% range. The swing is unorthodox, but when we talked with Joey Weimer, Chris and I about, I don't know when that was, November maybe? I don't know. Early in the offseason, he, he said that Milwaukee just hasn't made him change. Like they, they're comfortable letting him be who he is, which which speaks volumes. And he's one of the biggest power speed guys in the minor leagues, potential 25-25 type of guy. Maybe the average isn't going to be super great, but I think he's going to be very good. Like I said, very good power speed guy. And even if he only hits 260 or so, because the K rate maybe limits the average a little bit, I think he's going to be just fine. That power speed is going to make him a very desirable fantasy target. All right. Another couple of names here. Tristan Cassis, dealing with the injury. I still think he's up soon, but his ankle injury kind of put a damper on his debut or pushed it back, I should say. And he was he was struggling a little bit after a hot start, but even though he's dropped a few spots, still very much a believer in his middle-of-the-order upside. Mayer, kind of doing what I expected, hitting for a high average. Power speed hasn't been robust yet, but... He's one of the best pure hitters in the minor leagues, no doubt about it. Two big risers that jumped into this top 30. Yuri Perez from 48 to 27, and Pete Crow Armstrong from 51 to 28. What is that? Like, what's there left to say about Yuri Perez? He's just absolutely dominating everywhere he goes. So overall in the season, a 351 ERA, but a couple earlier starts kind of balloon that. 41 innings, nine walks to 58 Ks. Whip is 0.9. He's 19 years old in double A. Like, I can't say that enough. 19 years old in double A. I think he's got a debut younger than Jose Fernandez, you know, rest of soul, did, you know, so many years ago. So I think we looked it up and Fernandez debuted at like age 20 and like 300 and something days. And that, that assumes. If Yuri Perez is up by the end of next year, he'll beat that because he doesn't even turn 21 until the beginning of 2024. His birthday's in like mid-April. So, yeah, Perez is legit. He's a top-five pitching prospect. He's going to be top three pretty soon once G-Rod and Kirby will graduate pretty soon. G-Rod probably early next year. Probably Boss soon. So it's going to be Espino 
and Yuri Perez as your number one and number two pitching prospects within, you know, by this time next year at the absolute latest. PCA, man, he has been absolutely stellar across the board this year. 321, 398, 536, and 221 plate appearances with a total of 20 extra base hits, nine home runs, 13 steals, been caught four times, 10% walk rate, 19.5% K rate. He is kind of a Corbin Carroll light. has a similar skill set, but just dial it back a little bit. But he's one that you can probably get, because he's not that super sexy prospect name, but you can get him for like a top, back end top 50 price tag. I would absolutely go do that because he is very, very legit as an all-around offensive talent. Big-time believer in Pete Carl Armstrong. Next 10 here, 31 and 40. Ellie De La Cruz, Michael Harris the second, Nick York, Francisco Alvarez, Josh Lowe, Henry Davis, Christian Hernandez, Austin Wells, Khalil Watson, Gabriel Moreno, 31 to 40. Ellie De La Cruz is slowly improving as an all-around hitter. K rate's kind of coming down steadily. Power speed is still very robust. He can just keeps making those incremental adjustments. He will get to the top 10. Nick York, slow start to the year. Still a believer, though. Kind of similar to what. I said about Volpe. I'm a believer in what we saw from Nick York last year. Alvarez, I think he's in like a 12-13 game hitting streak right now. Saw him earlier in the year. He's very aggressive, so I do wonder if the average is more like 250-260, but with 25-plus home runs, you'll live with that because catching is, again, a barren wasteland as it always seems to be. Josh Lowe probably should have uh, graduated off this list so far, but strikeout issues have limited him. Got to wonder where the hit tool is at long-term. Henry Davis is excelling right now, hitting for average, hitting for power, getting on base. I think he's – I almost put him ahead of Alvarez. Like, I almost did it. Maybe I will later tonight because I love Henry Davis. Probably getting some live looks at him in a couple of weeks here as Altoona comes to New Hampshire. It's a two-hour drive from me. but So I'll probably see him and Paguero and Nick Gonzalez, who is in the next 10 here. And maybe a Quinn Priester start. We'll see. He just got back from injuries down in the single A right now. See if they get him back up to double A for that series. Austin Wells, again, very impressive offensive talent. I think there's a chance he sticks at catcher. So he's very underrated. Like people talk about the other catchers here, like Moreno, Alvarez, and Davis. Wells doesn't get talked about as much as he should. Great target. Love the upside. He might have the highest upside for fantasy purposes among all these catchers in this 10. And then Khalil Watson and Christian Hernandez. Hernandez has top 10 potential. Like you look at his swing. It's beautiful. Power's there. Feel for hit seems to be there. Some speed as well. He might be top 10 before too long. And Watson K rate is astronomical right now. Didn't imagine dropping him down to 39 this early in the season. Probably you'll see him lower on many more, but he's starting to show some signs of life. Power speed is still kind of there. So Definitely maybe a nice bylaw opportunity, depending on the price. But don't write him off yet. Way too early to write him off. All right, 41 to 50. Max Meyer, Luis Matos, who forgot how to hit the season for some odd reason. Nick Gonzalez, Brennan Davis, Tyler Soderstrom, Gavin Williams, Andy Pajes, Kyle Harrison, Jose Miranda, who will graduate pretty soon, and Vidal Brujan. Very interesting group here. Meyer was looking really well on the you know verge of a call-up, then got hurt, and last couple starts before getting injured weren't the greatest. So I don't think he's up soon, maybe later on, you know, August or so if they need an arm, then Matos, we talked about him last week, uh, Chris and I, he's been injured and wonder how much of 
that factors into his performance this season. So I think he's a good buy low right now. Gonzalez K rate's gotten really high. It's above 30%. Very concerning. Davis just had back surgery and he was looking absolutely terrible before he's quickly declining, but maybe that back injury played a, a factor in his struggles, at least to some degree. So I think he's going to be good. Just not great. Soderstrom still hitting for power. The approach isn't great though, which is kind of a staple of Oakland's farm system lately over the last handful of years. So do have some concerns about that. Gavin Williams doesn't get talked about enough. I love Gavin Williams, big fastball, big breaking ball, really strong frame. Like he's got like that workhorse. I think he's like 6'6", 250, something like that. Very strong frame. Those two pitches, that fastball curveball, they're both easily plus, maybe above, maybe double plus on both of those. So he is another great target that doesn't get as much love as he should. Andy Pa has Kyle Harrison, Miranda Bruhan rounded up that top 10, uh, top 50, I should say. Bruhan, I'm starting to wonder what he is long-term, but still has the great speed, solid hit tools. I think that's definitely a recipe for success for him for fantasy purposes. Just don't quite like him as much as I used to. Harrison's really breaking out. So let's see, continue the command and control gains that he's been slowly making, uh, but he's got a chance to get up near where like Yuri Perez is uh, by the end of the season. All right, 51 to 60 here. As we would be about 27, 28 minutes in. All right, let's keep going here before we take a break. 51 to 60. We'll do another set of 10. Jason Dominguez, Colton Kowser, Nick Lodolo, Jackson Chorio, 54. Michael Bush, Adele Amador, Kobe Mayo, Kevin Al- uh, Alcantara, who I think I might bump up after this podcast. Jack Leiter at 59. Juan Yepes at 60, who is another guy that, that will graduate pretty soon, but he sneaks in eligibility-wise here. Dominguez has actually started to heat up a little bit. Slash line is over 300, 400, 500 for the last month. Showing some power, a little bit of speed. Still think he was way overblown. But maybe he turns out to be a solid little prospect here. Like I say, he's still right around top 50 for me. Colton Cowser's off to a slow start uh, this season. Same with Kobe Mayo, but still very much in on both of them long-term. Kevin Alcantara is one that I think is going to continue to jump up uh, prospect list. I just tweeted about him a few minutes ago before I came on the air here, and he had a four-hit day today with, how was it, two home runs and a triple or something like that. Power speed is there. One of the bigger power speed blends in the minor leagues. Big guy, too, but moves very well. He's 6'6", but very strong, very athletic, good speed. Maybe that tickle, you know, trickles down as time goes on. Probably will with that big frame, but I think he's still going to be at least double-digit steel guy for you know the first several years of his career with big power. And he's showing improvements as a, as a pure hitter as well. Uh, so definitely, probably, he actually might be top 50 by the, by the time uh, this releases. We'll see. But could be top 25 before too long. Jackson Churio, obviously, is the uh, the name that sticks out here. He was 214th in my last update, so jumping 160 spots. But he's earned it. There was a tweet uh, the other day. I'm forgetting by who. The Cream City Prospects or something like that. There's cream in the title. I remember that. But it was, it was a uh, tweet about, I forget the exact parameters, but something like 18-year-olds in full season ball with the highest WRC+. And it was him by a solid margin over guys like Mike Trout and all of them, all these big names, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., so on and so forth. And you look at his stats, there's off the charts. 368, 418, 632 slash line in 146 plate appearances, 13 doubles, six home runs, four steals. 
7.5% walk rate, 26% K rate, but all the reports are very, very promising on him. I do have a little bit of trepidation with Milwaukee's hitting development in general over the last half decade or so. We've seen Garrett Mitchell not pan out, or at least not yet. Uh, Kesson Huria, Hedbert Perez. So throw a little bit of cold water on that, but Churio looks like the real deal. That is for sure. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side and keep going in these rankings. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back from the break. Let's keep going here. Finish up the top 100 at least and see how much farther we get. 61 through, let's just go 20 at a time now. We'll pick up the pace a bit here. 61 through 80, we got Rowan Contreras, Brayon Bayo from my Boston Red Sox, George Valera, Andrew Painter, Dustin Harris, Taj Bradley, MJ Melendez, Matt McLean, Mick Abel, Christian Vaquero, Bobby Miller, Brian Rocio, Jackson Job, Curtis Mead, James Woods, Sedan Rafaela, Leover Paguero, Mason Wynn, Luis Angel Cunha, and Arobis Martinez at number 80. You know, Brian Bayo dominated double A. He's doing very well in triple A as well, plus fastball, plus changeup, above average slider, solid command and control. He's probably up in Boston before too long. Uh, maybe within the next week or two with all the injuries Boston has. Eovaldi's one on the IL. Who knows when Chris Sale is ready. Houck's in the bullpen now. Whitlock's on the IL. A lot of stuff going on in that Red Sox rotation right now. And they're relying on Michael Walker, who has had his own durability issues, and 76-year-old Rich Hill, who I love Rich Hill. Don't get me wrong, but he, he's old. So uh, I could need to, uh, to call on Bayo here sooner rather than later. I think he's ready. Uh, I think he's definitely ready. Roger Contreras. Very good arm as well. If he's available in your league, pick him up right now. Painter, one of the biggest breakout arms of the year. One of the tallest guys on this list as well. He's already up to high A. Had kind of a so-so start his last time out, but he just looked absolutely dominant. That big downhill plane on the fastball. Really solid all-run arsenal. He's probably going to be top 50 before too long. Mick Abel, another guy I've been sticking high on. Still love Mick Abel. The stats haven't been... They haven't been bad. They've kind of been bleh this year, but love the stuff. So I think he's got one of the best all-run arsenals in the minor leagues. Taj Bradley, very underrated arm, Tampa Bay. Definitely go out and get him if you can because I think he's going to be a good number three starter for a long time. And Tampa Bay, obviously, one of the best uh, pitching development systems in baseball. Always have been, probably always will be. Some breakouts are in this range as well. You know, we've seen James Wood, who's, been dealing with an injury, but hitting for power, speed is still there. He's huge. He probably should be playing like outside linebacker or defensive end in the NFL. And he had more walks than strikeouts, which was very uh, encouraging. I don't think this guy's stick, but early returns on him as a pure hitter have been better than expected. So he earned another jump up the rankings here. Any other names here that I want to uh, Mick, um, Matt McLean hitting for power and speed or not hitting for speed, obviously, but power speed blend is there right now, but the K rate's pretty high, and that's pretty uh, commonplace this year with a lot of Cincinnati Reds prospects. There's a lot of guys with a, a plus uh, 30% plus K rate, and he's one of them. Didn't think he'd have that type of strikeout issue, but I don't think this will be an issue long-term for him. I think he's going to curb that and be a pretty solid player. And another one of those guys that gets underrated because he doesn't have that one wow tool, but it's very solid across the board. Christopher Cuero, I think, is to be a big-time breakout. He's he's in rookie ball right now. I think he's head and shoulders the best international guy from this last uh, crop of international prospects. So 
This is a guy that could be top 25 by the end of the year. Big time power, solid speed. I think he's a pretty solid hitter as well. We'll see. That's always the kind of thing that you got to wait to see on how these guys handle, you know, minor league pitching. After all we really have is videos of them in the Dominican Republic or Venezuela or Cuba, wherever they're from, you know, on some backfield somewhere. So um, he's another he's one I think is a breakout. And Sedan Rafaela, another breakout here. Saw him the other night or last night, actually, on Thursday night. I was at the game and he hit a nice home run. It's second home run in double A. He's already tearing it up above average power plus speed above average plus hitter as well. He is legit. He is absolutely top 100 guy. Big jump for him. And Mason Wynn, the power slowly come along. Mason Wynn, if that continues coming along, he's going to be top 50 pretty soon as well. At 80, real quick, Aurelis Martinez. Love the power, but he's very aggressive, and contact skills are not there right now. He's only hitting, I think, around 220. Uh, let me pull that up real quick here. Aurelis is hitting... 216, actually, through 194 plate appearances. He's young. He's 20 years old in double-A. He does have 15 home runs, four steals, but 6.2% walk rate, 28.9% K rates. It's very aggressive. He's kind of selling out for power, it seems like. So we got to see if he can find that happy medium. All right, rounding up the top 100, the next 20, 81 through 100, we have Harry Ford, who's been struggling this year. Sal Fleerick from Milwaukee. Ezekiel Duran, who just got called up not too long ago by Texas. Diego Cartea, Nick Prado, Cole Henry, Esturi Ruiz, who's going bonkers this year. D.L. Hall, Eben Arroyo, Jonathan Aranda, Emmanuel Rodriguez at 91. Edward Cabrera, Christopher Morrell at 93. Another kind of guy came out of nowhere this year. Not out of nowhere entirely, but I don't think anybody expected him to be doing what he's doing at the major league level right now. Going up straight from double-A. Pedro Leon, one of the hardest guys for me to rank every single time. Trey Sweeney, Quinn Priester, Ronnie Mauricio, Peyton Battenfield, Brett Beatty, and Emerson Hancock sneaks back into the top 100. He's looking pretty solid so far in his first few starts back from injury. A lot of fun names in this range. Like Esteri Ruiz, obviously, is the name that he probably wasn't even in a lot of top 100 lists or top, I mean, should be top 400 lists, I should say, before the season because he was a guy that always showed great speed, but the bat was really questioned. This year, he has. Is that 40 steals? Yeah, 40 steals so far this year. I had to make sure that was the right column that I was looking at here. 40 steals in 257 plate appearances. Been caught six times. Also slashing 355, 482, 650. The 295 ISO, 19 doubles, 12 home runs, and 14% walk rate, 17.5% K rate. He's one of those guys where it's just hard to rank him because of his previous track record with the bats. And he's a little older, but that's too old. And like, how much of it do you believe in? You know, how much of that speed? You know, obviously he's not going to be like a 60 steel guy, but he's definitely like a 30 plus steel guy. How much power translates at the major league level? These are all questions you have about guys like this that really, really balloon out kind of from one season to the next. But he's top 100, no doubt. And I, w- I wouldn't fault anybody for putting him like top 50 right now if you're a believer in the improvements and i and i am to a degree obviously i don't think he's gonna be a stud with the bat but even if he can hit 260 with 10 to 15 home runs and give you that speed that's to be valuable from a fantasy perspective absolutely cole henry 
a guy that I've always really liked. I have him ahead of Kate Cavalli right now, who I don't know if you haven't noticed. I haven't not mentioned Kate Cavalli yet. He's not too far down. But Cole Henry is a guy that doesn't get enough love. He's been just performing. He's got some injury issues. That's the downfall. Durability has been an issue with him. But definitely love Cole Henry. He's a great guy to target right now in Dynasty Leagues. Cartea, another great catching prospect for the Dodgers. They just grow them on trees out there. Duran's having a very good power speed year. Self-relic, a guy that's got like a poor man's PCA. Maybe not. He's probably, he's basically PCA with less power projection. Let's put it that way. So good, but not great fantasy asset long-term. Another guy here, Evan Arroyo has quietly been excelling uh, so far in the low minors here. Been one of the bigger breakouts from the previous draft class. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to pull up his stats. There we go. 311, 383, 524 slash line with 12, uh, 22 extra base hits, excuse me, 10 home runs, nine steals, only a 22.1% strikeout rate, 8.8% walk rate as an 18 year old in low A, 2020 type of guy. So he's going to be continue to climb up my rankings in a hurry with this performance here. Emmanuel Rodriguez has like a 900 OBP or something like that. No, not quite, but it was near 500 last time I looked. And he's sitting around 270 on the season. If I pull up his slash line, 272, 492. Yeah, 492 OBP. That's not a that's not a typo or a misstep or whatever. Uh, what what's the audio version of a typo? I, I should know this word, but whatever. Uh, 492 OBP, 551 slug, nine home runs, eleven steals as a 19 year old in low A. Yeah, he doesn't have huge power or, or huge speed, but a guy that could flirt 2020 or around that area uh, early on in his career, and he's as I've shown he, he can get on base at a super high clip. He could be top 50 right now for in OBP. We'll see where he's at in uh, Chris Clegg's next update, which should be within the next week, I think. Don't quote me on that, but probably within the next week. Uh, Christopher Morell, like I mentioned, really exceeding expectations, but it looks like he's here to stay in Chicago. Pedro Leon showing a great power speed blend, but hit tool is just up and down. I don't know where he, how much he hit, average he hits for, and if he hits enough at the major league level to kind of maximize that power speed blend. We'll see. All right, let's go another set of 20 here. 101 to 120. Benny Montgomery, Kate Cavalli, James Triantos, Blaze Jordan, Mark Vientos, Oswald Peraza. A lot of Yankees prospects, hitting prospects, I should say, are struggling this year. Peraza dropped down considerably. Uh, he was top 50 before the season. So he's at 106 now. Zach Geloff, DJ Hurz, Ricky Tiedemann, big breakout arm uh, in Toronto. They have a lot of breakout arms uh, overall. Austin Martin, Logan Allen, Justin Foscu, Matthew Libator, Victor Acosta, Caleb Killian, Everson Pereira, Jay Allen, Michael Massey, very underrated hitting prospect for Kansas City. Brandon Williamson, Anthony Garcia round out the, uh, the top 120. Cade Gavalli, uh, I, I want, he shows just enough to keep me interested, but the command and control, very inconsistent. There's some bullpen risk there, which is why I keep dropping him down a good 10, 15 spots every update. So I still like the stuff. You know, it's a good fastball, good breaking ball, solid changeup. But I just don't – I'm not 100% sure he's a uh, he's a starter long-term. We'll see. Blaze Jordan is a guy that – you know, look at the surface stats, and they're not great this year. But underlying metrics, like the K rate is down. He still has the elite raw power. The contact rate is actually a lot higher than what I thought. The BABIP's pretty low. So he's a good buy low right now. Uh, Ricky Tiedemann, whoa, he has been, you know, 
it's funny. He kind of he's gotten his love. Like he, he, people are talking about him, but I think people were talking about him a lot more. But Yuri Perez wasn't doing what he's doing. You know, let's look at Tiedemann so far in single A, 49 and two thirds innings, 127 ERA, 0.72 whip, 77 strikeouts to 16 walks, only even up seven earned runs in 49 and two thirds innings. So swinging strike rate is elite with him. Big time bat missing ability, as you see, 77 Ks in just 49 and two thirds innings. Only 19 years old, too. So he's going to be top 100 pretty damn soon. And I probably should have done it on this update. We'll see. He's 109. Maybe I bump him up into the top 100 by the time I post the update tomorrow morning or this morning. I should listen to it on Monday morning, I should say. All right. Moving on to the next set here. Let's go. Let's do the rest of the one top 150. All right, 121, Davison De Los Santos, John Kenzie Noel, Gunnar Hoagland, Roderick Arias, Von Grissom, Lonnie White Jr., Cody Morris, Che Langoliers, Jordan Groshans, Matt Allen at 130, Felix Valerio, Jose Ramos, Alexander Canario, Evan Carter, Josh Smith, Kyle Stowers, Alec Burleson, Garrett Mitchell, Nelson Velasquez, Blake Walston at 140, and then 141 to 150, Ryan Pepio, Colson Montgomery, Moises Gomez, Hunter Brown, Sixto Sanchez. Probably should have bumped him down even more than I did, but who knows with him at this point. Owen Casey, Alex Ramirez of the Mets, and uh, Ricardo Cabrera, Richie Palacios, and Reginald Preciado round out the 150. Some quick notes on this group here. Stowers having a really good season. I wrote about him on Patreon not too long ago. 25 homer bat, a little bit of speed, maybe a 260 type of hitter. I think he's going to be a pretty underrated uh, fantasy asset moving forward. Alec Burleson kind of having the Juan Yapez breakout. He's kind of like the Juan Yapez of this year for St. Louis. Doesn't, doesn't get as much love as he deserves. Look at what he's doing here. He's up to AAA right now. Actually, he's been there the whole year. I thought he started in AA, but been there the whole year. 23 years old in AAA. 325, 365, 53. Not walking a whole time, but only a 13.1% K rate, which is very encouraging and 12 home runs and nine doubles and 222 play appearances. So breaking out like one you said last year, right behind him, Garrett Mitchell, man. Ugh. I There was so much hope for Mitchell, and it wasn't just me. Obviously, I probably bumped him up higher than most, but this is a guy that more than one you know person or outlet said had like the highest upside of that potential draft class for fantasy purposes. Just hasn't worked out. He's got the double A, and he's just been – not as good. Contact skills have been really, really bad. He's striking out too much. Still shows a, a decent power speed blend, but hit tool and the approach, or at least the K rate, he still walks, but very much a lot of questions, more questions than answers with Garrett Mitchell so far. And the, the biggest sell high, uh, maybe of the entire 150, Moises Gomez. You know, the power is legit. He's a big time power guy, but he's blocked. Like, there's so many guys ahead of him in that St. Louis outfield already. I don't know like where he fits. He's still in double A right now, but 319, 383, 714 slash. Just a 395 ISO, 13 doubles and 20 home runs in 206 plate appearances. I'm not saying I necessarily, you know, don't believe in him. I said the power's legit, but I don't think he's a 300 plus hitter either. He's, just, he's got 33.5% K rate this year, which is very concerning. So I think he's a good sell high right now because the K rate, I think there's some average regression coming and the fact that he's just so 
buried on the outfield depth chart for St. Louis. I just don't see how he fits into their long-term plans moving forward. All right, let's go to get us a little more time here. Let's go through 200. We'll do another two sets of 25 here, round out the top 200, and then you can see the entire top 400 over on FantraxHQ.com. 151 to 175, we get Eddie's Leonard, Connor Norby, Cole Wynn, who's, have, who's kind of reverting back to the old Cole Wynn, unfortunately. Peyton Burdick, Gabriel Gonzalez from Seattle, Junior Marin, Logan Ohapi. I can say Logan Ohapi all day. I love that name. Isaiah Green, uh, Matt Cantorino, JJ Bladé is at 160. Maybe I was a little harsh with that Bladé drop, but he did have two home runs today, which of course he did. But overall, it's not look great in AAA. Matt Brash at 161. Denzel Clark, Simeon Woods Richardson, Alex Benellis, uh, Warming Bernabel, Ken Waldachuk, Jairo Pomares, Xavier Edwards, Tyler Freeman, Christian Robinson at 170. He's been kind of staying in that spot until I figured out what's going on with him and what he's going to look like when he comes back. And then Colt Keith, who's having a nice breakout year in Detroit. Chase Petty, Carlos Colmenares, Jose Tena, Owen White is at 175. Matt Brash just continues walking everybody in AAA. That command of control. He's a, I, at this point, I'm saying 80-20. He's a bullpen on him. They'll give him a shot starting, I'm sure, again at some point. But if I had to bet $100 my own money, on if he's a starter or a reliever long term, I would say reliever. Junior Marin, big time breakout potential, had a great year last year in rookie ball. He's up to, uh, I believe he's up to, is he up to full season ball this year? Is he still in rookie ball? Let me take a quick look at that. Uh, I believe he got the bump or he was going to get the bump. Maybe they kept him in rookie ball. Let's see here. Yeah, he's still down in rookie ball so far, but he should get the bump up to single A at some point here earlier on this season. Really love the power speed blend he showed last year. Also hit 380, 469, 696 with seven home runs and five steals. Big time frame already as an 18-year-old. He's 6'2", 240, but that's like a very strong, that's not like a bad 240. It's a very good 240. You got to wonder how the body does project long-term, but... Big time power shows a good feel for hit already. He had almost as many walks as K's last year. A lot of good things there in that profile. So love Junior Marin could be top 50 by the end of the season. I'm that high on him. Denzel Clark's had a nice breakout season as well, showing some good power speed and a better hit tool and approach than expected. Warming Bernabel, good all-around offensive talent there in Colorado, having a breakout year. Logan O'Hoppy, too, is another one that he is in the discussion for top 10 overall catching prospects look at what he's doing in double a this year 292 405 585 13 home runs and 12.2 percent walk rate in a 16.1 percent k rate chris and i saw him out in arizona last year he, he looked pretty good out there as well and he's kind of carried that over into this year so he's definitely worthy and i maybe could have gone a little bit higher on him but approaching top 150 i think is very uh reasonable for what he's doing this year couple of names that just keep sliding down a little bit every time for me. Tyler Freeman, still the power hasn't come along, and now he's not even hitting for much average anymore. So don't know really what the intrigue there with him anymore is. As I said, J.J. Bladé is having a subpar season in AAA. He's kind of faltered out at the upper level, kind of fizzled out a little bit. So I don't know what type of – is he an impact bad? Is he even a starter at the major league level? We'll see. But – 
kind of souring on him a bit here. All right, rounding up the show, let's go with the last set of 25 to get us right to 200. At 176, Jordan Westberg, Tanner Burns, Ian Lewis, Helio Ramos, who keeps sliding down my rankings as well. Ella Harris Montero at 180. Jackson Merrill, Asa Lacey, Jonathan Classe, Harry Berto Hernandez, who just can't hit for average anymore. He's hitting for power, but the K rate super high as well, around 36%. Jose Salas, Angel Martinez, Alberto Rodriguez, Greg Jones, Joshua Baez, Christian Encarnacion Strand, Randy Velasquez, Ethan Small, Gordon Crisepo, Hedbert Perez, Josh Winder, Matt Gorski, Carson Williams of Tampa Bay, Miguel Blayez, Maxwell Muncy, who's having a nice little bounce back season uh, in, for Oakland. Kind of. He's sitting like 240, but nice little power speed one. And then at 200, Landon Knack. Some names real quick there. Gordon Graceffo has just continues to dominate this year. One of the biggest breakout pitching prospects in 61 and a third innings, 176 ERA, 0.85 whip, 66 strikeouts to six walks. That is very, very good, obviously. To show that type of bat missing ability with plus command and control. I think he's going to surprise some people. So he keeps moving up my rankings here. Edward Perez keeps moving down. He, he just hasn't panned out like many Milwaukee prospects before him, hitting prospects, I should say. This, all that buzz around him last year and just has not panned out. Matt Gorski coming out of really nowhere. You want, you want to hear the numbers for Matt Gorski right now? They are off the charts in 211 plate appearances. 291, 376, 659, 19 home runs, and 14 steals. He's a little bit older for the level. He wasn't, you know, I think he was like a fourth or fifth round pick, if I recall. So, kind of like those things are like, all right, those are the types of guys that people were kind of a little hesitant on to bump up too highly because they had a little bit older for the level. They weren't a high draft pick, but hey, the, uh, the stats are there. A little bit high on the K rate, 27.5%, but. You got to give him the love here. He's at least top 200. We'll see how I want to see how he can do against more advanced pitching. That'll really be the key to see if he deserved the bump into the top 200 or if he deserves a further bump or if he has kind of got to fizzle out as he faces that more advanced pitching. But yeah, that's going to wrap up the top 200. Again, you can see the entire 400 over on Fantrax HQ. And Chris Cleggs will be out, I think, fairly soon as well for the OBP side of things, if that's what you're interested in, too. But that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in again. I really hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. This hour flew by. You can follow Chris and I on Twitter. I am at Aircross04. Chris is at Roto Clegg, and our show is at Fantrax Toolshed. And check out all of our written work at Fantrax HQ, Fantasy Pros, or over on our Patreon as well. And join us again next time for more fantasy baseball and prospect talk. But until then, everyone take care.